This podcast is brought to you by Podcast Nation. You might assume we're both good at presenting to a live audience because of this podcast. But at the end of the day, when we record, it really feels like we're just talking to one another. Presenting information in person in a formal setting to a large audience is something that still makes us really nervous. To prepare for a live speaking event we're hosting together, we turn to our masterclass subscription to not only refine our presentation skills, but to build our confidence in a different kind of public speaking capacity. Between Robin Roberts, Hillary Clinton, and Kevin Hart's expertise, our confidence skyrocketed. This year, learn from the best to become your best with Masterclass. Don't just talk about improving. Masterclass helps you actually do it. Masterclass offers over 180 world-class instructors. So whether you want to master negotiate with Chris Voss, think like a boss with Martha Stewart, or plan your dream wedding with celebrity event planner Mindy Wise, Masterclass has you covered. There are over 200 classes to pick from, with new classes added every month, like our latest aha moments from Robin Roberts' effective and authentic communication class that we watched before our event presentation. She taught us how to establish a genuine connection with the audience from the start. I'll always be a little nervous before presenting, but Masterclass prepared us in a way that dialed my nerves down and gave me tools to ground myself. Plus, every new membership comes with a 30-day money-back guarantee, so there's no risk. And right now, our listeners get an additional 15% off an annual membership at masterclass.com slash shrinkchicks. Get 50% off right now at masterclass.com slash shrinkchicks. Masterclass.com slash shrinkchicks. Good morning, everyone, or whenever you're listening to this. Right. And right. it's not the morning, is it? But it feels like the it morning. Feel, everything feels very cute. So I guess we should – so welcome to Shrink Chicks. I'm Em. And I'm Jen. This is Jen. Um, I think we should say we're recording today on Thursday, March 19th. So this episode will come out this upcoming Monday. We don't know how much will change by the time this episode comes out. So we're going to put the date on there so you understand where we're coming from because shit's pretty wild right now. Yeah. I mean, we're in the midst of – all pandemic quarantined <laughs> yep right? right so we're all social distancing and isolating ourselves right now emily and i are very far away from we're recording this very far we apart record. we're in we are in our office we had it sanitized and disinfected so after you know we shut down last week and have all of our clinicians working virtually um and we came in to record today and we're sitting very far across the room it's a bit comical it's very we, sad and I miss you yeah i miss you too and here's the thing like in general, there's so much serious stuff going on right now, so we don't want anyone to think that we're, like, minimizing it if we make some jokes in today's episode, because, like, there's no other way to get through this than find some lightheartedness, humor, and mm-hmm. silver lining, mm-hmm. right? I think it's the only way. It's the only way we're going to do this. Right? And it's so important that we find some sort of lightness in this, because everything that you're listening to, everything you're seeing on the news is so heavy. Of course it is. There's a lot going on. Absolutely. Uh, But we found it's so important to do this episode today because there's so much anxiety, right? And that's one of our specialties. It is. It is. is one of our specialties. So, yeah. So we'll talk a little bit about health anxiety, a little bit how to cope um, through this isolation right now. We also want to let you guys know, um, Jen and I are going to be starting an online virtual support group. We're going to put the information out up on our Instagram at Shrink Chicks. Um, if you all need anything during this time, I mean, what an opportunity we have to be able to support people. Mm-hmm. And I have to say, with all this scariness, I've, I've also seen a ton of love. I have seen yoga instructors putting up um, free uh, practices. I've seen people who specialize in mindfulness putting up guided meditations. I mean, there is a ton of beauty in the way people are working together right now. Well, you know what is interesting? As difficult as all of this is, it's something we're all going through. Yeah. Right? And so... To all be connected by something. Yeah, it connects actually the entire world, which is something that we haven't experienced I never have, right? Right. I've never experienced it. And there's so many things leading up to this that have separated us. Yeah. And so everyone's going through this shared experience, which as difficult as it is, going through something together brings can bring you closer, even through social isolation. Right. right? Like emotion. It's bringing this emotional closeness Mm -hmm. um, where people are creating these communities for, you know, people are struggling with this and going through different things. And so... I think, you know, 
part of this is that it's bringing a lot of people together. Absolutely, absolutely. So let's get into today's episode. Let's get into today. So, okay, one of the things we wanted to start out with is that where right now there's such an information overload. Oh, gosh. It's everywhere. It's on social media. It's on the news. People are talking about it. It is everywhere. We're getting notifications about it. And a lot of that is because there is so much unknown. So when there is unknown, when we overthink things, it's because we're trying to find a solution. People aren't doing this to be bad or to be annoying. Everyone is trying to do their own thing to ease their anxiety. And this is part of it. So when they go into that information overload, there's a fabulous book about this, actually, if anyone experienced this, which is um, Women Who Think Too Much. Women Who Overthink. Wait, was that our – I think there was a recommendation. Oh, fuck. Well, I'm giving okay. you again. But it talks about this. The reason we perseverate on something is because we want to find a solution, which is all what we're doing right now. You don't have to do that because there's no solution to be found by most of us. Unless, you know, you're a chemist or biologist listening to this and then right. you fucking go, Then girl. please help us. <laughs> <laughs> but the fact of the matter – like, there's so much uncertainty, right? And, like, where does anxiety come from? Like, this sense of uncertainty about the future. Yeah. And so everyone is reaching to – figure out how to become more certain about the future right that's how people are dealing with their anxiety they're turning outward and so we wanted to talk about that because as we turn outward to recognize how much that is increasing your anxiety and to ask yourself is that something that's actually helping you Mm -hmm. if you're looking up information if you're listening to the news constantly to take a minute to ask yourself is this helping me or is it increasing my anxiety? Absolutely, right? And there's a really different thing um, about sort of anxiously scrolling and mindless and mindfully consuming information, right? And so a great way to think about this is like, I know I had to do this. On fr- on Monday night, I realized my anxiety was so high. I was so scared. My yes. husband, right? I was, me so I, was, much. I was texting you so much. I was really freaking <laughs> out. My husband... Um, isn't able to work from home because of um, his job. He has to be on site. That's been pretty scary for me. Um, you know, because we were able to, we're in the position where we could quickly have our entire team go virtual mm-hmm. and shut down our offices, right? Like yeah. we, we did it in a, a matter of 12 hours. Mm-hmm. Uh, my husband's not in the same position. So my anxiety was really high. I was also spending so much time on social media on Monday because I was just like, I don't know, consumed. the information is out there, right? And so, like, if you're constantly being inundated with information, it's hard not to get hooked. And if you're getting notifications constantly. Oh, my gosh. And I was just checking every notification. And the other thing is, like, keep in mind, like, if I'm Googling, like, um, COVID-19 death counts, I'm going to look up some negative shit, right? Of course. If I am looking COVID-19 recovery rate, I'm going to see some more positive stuff. (laughs) And, And in that time on Monday, I was not making positive decisions and I was just letting myself completely spiral down. And I noticed I was picking a fight with my husband. I I was more in tune with my phone than my child. And I had to hone that shit in. And this time, more than ever, is about personal responsibility. Okay, so so one of the reasons why we do that, right? Why do we look up all of the negative stuff? I think that's a good question. Because all of us... I think if I know about it, I can can prepare it or or prevent it. I think that if I I can predict it, I can prevent it. And that shit is not true. There's some sort of sense of protection in it right yeah. so like if you look up enough information yeah then maybe i can protect myself from this maybe i can control what's going on right <sighs> so like looking up information gives us this false sense of control yeah and so this is our message to say to everyone to ask yourself is that actually allowing me to have control over the yeah. situation and you could still stay informed without information overload mm-hmm. we're not saying don't stay informed it's a really unique situation i truly believe we all should be informed i truly believe we should all be social distancing you know it's horrible we've had clients that have had to cancel their weddings we know people that have had to um put off having funerals i mean this is an unbelievably difficult time mm-hmm. and it's still the right thing to do so here's the thing is that if this information overload is increasing your anxiety the fucked up part about that is that as your anxiety is increased and your stress is increased your immune system decreases your yeah. ability for your immune system to protect Jen, you i love when decreases. you say fuck so much like Why? my heart feels that's because so it's nice. usually me so when you say fucked up i'm, I'm like, trying to balance mm, this that's out my jenny girl and i'm saying I'm- it in a very calm voice <laughs> yes. too so 
I love when you say fuck. I also love when you call me Jenny. It's I know it's, really? it's only so it's nice. my head voice thank for you. you. Yeah. So, oh, wait, sorry. Go so back. The, thank you. Thank you so much. <laughs> so your immune system, your ability for your immune system protect you, de- protect you decreases. So that's what's tough about it is that we're looking outward to say, okay, how do I protect myself? Is your anxiety increasing from that? And if so, it's actually lowering your, lowering your immune system. And we just – someone was just talking about this amazing – Nikki, our amazing manager, um, was just talking about this great meme that was like, oh, I spent eight hours watching TV today and four hours thinking I have coronavirus. And, like, I don't know about Jen and I right before this. Um, <laughs> I was like, I don't feel very well. Yeah, like, I wake like, up every morning being like, I, okay, how much am I sniffling? Right, like – are we all are like almost like two in tune with our bodies like it's normal to cough it's normal to have a sneeze you know like and, and, and i'm like this is it and anxiety right if your anxiety yes. is high then you feel like you have shortness of breath yes so you're all like these if i have shortness of breath oh my god do i have coronavirus right yeah and it's there's like such a stigma on like having any sort of bodily function these days so like if you're out covered and you up cough. and you're you're six feet it's six feet right six, feet, six yeah. feet away from people and you cough everyone looks at you like you're a fucking pariah yeah. right <laughs> they're like oh my god run right but here's the thing it's allergy season yeah we're gonna have these things right and i guess the other thing to talk about is you could get it yeah you could right this is not you know like we have to be honest that there's a possibility you could get it it doesn't mean it's life-threatening for everyone and we're not going to get into the the we're not infectious disease specialists no. we're not getting we're get not into doctors all that. but what you're gonna have to say is like you know we can sit here and wash our hands all day we um so nikki our manager who's so amazing is we're also, just gonna keep like, talking about her pretty her. like pretty <laughs> hypochondriac right and so she's telling us this story about how she went to the grocery store and she was lice all the cereal boxes when she got home <laughs> like she was just like letting it go and like right so like we can sit here and you can do as much up to a point like i can wash my hands i can use hand sanitizer and i can socially distance but we can't prevent everything and that's horrifying and scary but also we can choose to look at it as an opportunity to say like you know I'm someone who's dealt with control issues my entire life this here this is an exercise for me <laughs> that's the <laughs> this thing. exposure therapy that's man. the thing is this this is such a obviously a very hot topic right now but separate from this there's so many things in the world that we actually don't have control over yeah yeah that there's we, stuff every day before this right yeah. and we do so many things to give ourselves this false sense of control over them but this really pushes you to say well you know what i actually have no control over this and so when we look at our information outside we're giving ourselves the sense of oh this is something i can control however you don't have control over whether you get it or not. Yeah, you can wash your hands. Yeah. Yeah, you could say separate from people, but you don't necessarily have full control over mm-hmm. whether you get it or not. And, you know, we did talk about this in um, our episode about fertility, right? When I talked about like, miscarriages, like we want to find a reason for something of like, why did I have a miscarriage? But sometimes life just happens and it's scary and it's horrifying and this all feels so much and we're not trying to minimize that. But we can sit here, have empathy, compassion, and grace for ourselves and also say, all right, I got to take some personal responsibility and tone this shit down because it's, this is really, this is an experiment with you, yourself, and I. I am thrilled that the weather is finally warming up here in Philly. I went to switch out my closet the other day from my fall winter wear to my spring summer wear and noticed that I very much needed a refresh. So thank goodness for Quince that allows me to update my wardrobe for the long haul without spending a fortune. Now I have a lineup of timeless pieces that keep me looking effortlessly chic year after year. I refresh my closet with the high-waisted linen shorts that come in multiple colors and patterns, the comfiest cotton tees, and my latest favorite, the smocked mini dress. And don't miss out on their accessories. Quince has the coolest sunglasses and 14 karat gold jewelry to complete any look. The best part, all Quince items are priced 50 to 80% less than similar brands. By partnering directly with top factories, Quince cuts out the cost of the middleman and passes the savings on to us. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing practices and premium fabrics and finishes, making me feel even better about my purchases. Get warm weather ready with Quince. Go to quince.com slash shrinkchicks for free shipping on your order and 365-day returns. That's Q-U-I-N-C-E dot com slash shrinkchicks to get free shipping and 365-day returns. Quince.com slash shrinkchicks. 
A really fun fact about me that you might not know is that if I let my hair dry natural, it is a frizzball mess, which is one of the many reasons I absolutely love pros. I truly never thought that I would be able to embrace my natural hair texture. Ever since I switched to a custom hair routine with pros, I've noticed so many benefits. Less frizzy hair, yes, but beyond that too. My hair is shinier, healthier, and so much more manageable. Filming the podcast every week makes checking out my hair unavoidable, and I have felt so much more confident on camera thanks to pros. Pros is made for people, not hair and skin types. Personalization is rooted in everything they do. The custom shampoo and conditioner combo, plus the hydrating leave-in conditioner and hair oil keeps the frizz at bay. It also makes for the smoothest blowout. People keep asking me if I got my hair cut or went to the salon, which is of course the highest compliment. Pros isn't just better for you, it's better for the planet. They're certified B Corp cruelty free and the first and only carbon neutral custom beauty brand. They even have a review and refine tool which learns from my feedback and adjusts my formula to keep up with the seasons and changes in my life. I used this feature when I moved to my temporary house in New Jersey, back to my house house post construction project in Pennsylvania. Environmental factors like water source is something that Pros takes into consideration with their customization. So it was very cool that I had the ability to update my location. Pros is so confident that you'll bring out your best hair and skin, and they're offering an exclusive trial offer of 50% off your first subscription order at pros.com slash chicks. So you get a free consultation, then 50% off at pros.com slash chicks. That's P-R-O-S-E dot com slash chicks. And so that's, so, okay, you bring up a really good point, right? So we're all turning out, we're gaining more information. And so this is our, as Emily's pumping, more Purell well, I, into her I, I hands. I touched my face, so <laughs> <laughs> Our hands are so dry right now. So dry. Just Dude, are we sure the lotion industry did not do all this? Because they are fucking making out, man. A hundred right? Purell is making out. Also, yeah. okay, can we talk about this? The I people fucking hoarding. And so, yeah. I don't, oh, no, I don't and get the toilet. I just don't get the toilet paper thing. Well, I have a bidet. Oh, you're so lucky. So listen. The bidet I, industry this is, is going to This is important, take guys. Take off, too. First of all, toilet paper is gross to begin with. Other countries use bidets. If we run out of toilet paper, order a motherfucking bidet on Amazon. Okay, also, I was just getting toilet paper because I was like, everyone else is getting toilet paper. Like, well, okay, it does make sense in theory because we never spend this much time at home. So we are going to consume more toilet paper than we typically. But didn't people have toilet paper to begin with? Well, maybe, like, you know, like, if you're at work <laughs> nine hours a day wiping your ass there then like maybe you're not using that much so like in theory i get it like supply and demand but also like back to my point about bidets um bidets really work guys. i was thinking <laughs> you and gotta I have the cleanest butthole ever and uh, or yeah. like a wet wipe what about wet wipes okay so wet wipes are good but here's the thing about wet wipes is like you can't flush them oh it's important for everyone to know that and only moms know this you can throw them out you have to throw them out. But still, you know what I mean? Like, it's like... Yeah, it's you know, not great it's to, like, thing. throw your wet wipe into no, the toilet. No, it's not. No, no, no. Especially if you own your home. If you rent and you hate your landlords, and then maybe you'll flush <laughs> right, them. But, right. you know, don't at your own house if but you But I wonder it. how long coronavirus stays on wet wipes. I don't know. Hard to say. I'm not sure if they've done the research. Right, I know. Yet. I think that's... <laughs> I don't know if they should fund that, right? They should maybe. It more seems so fund like the there's <laughs> other more important things to fund, but I would say you know, so. maybe you could. <laughs> I don't know. I can't. Okay, even, we have to end the joke. God there. damn it! We <laughs> went on this. We went on this fucking tangent again. Okay, it's back to ways so, to take care of yourself. <laughs> okay, so we were talking about how instead of turning outward, that it's yes. so important to turn inward. Right? Yeah. You can't control what's happening around you. You can only control what's happening inside of well, you. And, you can, the- and when I say control. You can work through it. You can yeah. recognize what's going on. You can see how things are affecting you. And you can get, you can take control of your own mental health and your self-care. Yeah. And that in itself, right, if we're talking about how anxiety, you know, lowers your immune system, if you're lower, lowering your anxiety, what's going to happen to your immune system? It's going to get better. It's going to get better. That's how math seems to work math. from my understanding. No, we're not but, great at math. Yeah, we're not great at math. But – Okay, and here's the thing, Sarah, when we talk about this idea of internal versus external. So as we move forward to talk about like some of these ways to take care of yourself during your social distancing and your quarantine and isolation, at this point, we've been using these words interchangeably, which I don't think they're correct. But quarantine just, sounds intense. 
well, I think the quarantine is if you have actually been exposed to somebody who has tested positive, but right. we've all been using this word. for. So for the record, I'm talking about self-isolation, but I'm going to just right. use the words interchangeably because everyone else on the internet seems to be. Right. Um, so you. there's a few different things that are happening right now, which is, and you could take it, and a lot of this, I know we're so annoying when we talk about this, guys, but this goes about knowing yourself. I'm so sorry. If you're someone back. who has a healthy relationship with exercise, all of these free exercise things are great right now, right? You can get free six weeks to fab fit fun, you know, whatever the hell the different things are that are out right now. Mm -hmm. If you don't have a healthy relationship with exercise, this is incredibly triggering to see everybody doing their at-home workouts, Yeah, right? If you have have gone through a life of yo-yo dieting, of restricting and binging, then one of the things to think about is like maybe this food scarcity is bringing up a ton of fear for you, Mm -hmm. right? Well, that's in, like, knowing yourself, this is going to affect everyone in different ways, right? Mm -hmm. And, you know, you're speaking to whether you have a difficult relationship with food or exercising. Another thing is people who are used to um, distracting themselves by being with other people or going to work, if they're used to being on the go all of the time. Or you avoid your partner in your house. Oh, yeah. Like, right? this I is mean, making you look at all of your shit. That you've been avoiding. That you've been avoiding. And us, too. Of course. Right? Like, we're human. We're totally human, right? So, for me, I noticed that I – I mean, Jen and I both are obsessed with work. Yes. There's a limit to how much work we can really do right now. We're not going into the office. We're doing everything from home. We're still finding ways to do it, apparently. We're still, <laughs> we're still, we're still finding ways to put ourselves in it. But it's this really unique situation all right, so if we talk about this. So, like, you have to put out some boundaries of the information you receive, right? Um, you know, the thing is, like, there is this big push right now to do these workouts, but it doesn't have to be a workout to take care of yourself. There are tons of um, people are putting up t- tons of free um, meditations and guided mm-hmm. visualizations and different stuff. I believe the Head Talk, I think the Headspace app, is said they're going to do sixty days free. Yeah, there's a lot. Yeah, of which is a great doing, meditation. Yes. yes. So there's a ton of different free things you can do right now, or super low fee fee or discounted. It doesn't have to be exercise. But one of the things that's difficult is for us that are working from home feel like we have to be sitting down there for eight hours straight. Mm-hmm. That's not true. If you were at work, you'd maybe get a you'd walk around or get a coffee or have lunch. You can choose to do the same thing. You can take your lunch breaks. You can yes. take those breaks to like recalibrate. So take that, a shower in the middle of the day. Oh God. See, like that's a that's so nice to be able to take or a power nap. Well, you love you love a nap. I love a good power nap. You love I can't nap. You love a nap. You can nap. No, have you met me? You know what? I've heard that I know we're going off on a tangent. I'm so sorry. That like a, a really good power nap is like taking a shot of espresso, sleeping for twenty minutes, and then when it hits you twenty minutes later when you wake up, you're like ready to go. I mean, that's what I did all of college with Adderall. Yes. So I would there. wake up in the morning, take an Adderall, go back to sleep. For 30 minutes, and then I was awake. I mean, that was my college experience. I mean, it worked. You got through college. (laughs) (laughs) You got through. In some ways, yeah. (laughs) So, but you... (laughs) Left with a rampant eating disorder, but it's... (laughs) You're still here. (laughs) So, you you make a good point, though, in that, like, if you're working from home, right, which is wonderful that you're able to work from home, some people... Um, some people are getting laid off from this, That's right? Horrible. It's which is which is horrible. People. And some people who work from themselves people aren't are... able to work from home, mm-hmm. right? It just when if you're like customer facing and you're not able to be online, it, it you know, of course you can't work during this time. It makes it very very difficult. So, but if you are able to work from home, I think one of the tough things is is that it's much harder to set boundaries for yourself because yeah. your boss always knows that you're yeah. online. Absolutely. Well, and here's the thing. So, like, also, if you, like, go online and go on social media, it's, like, set your routine as much as possible. We totally agree with this plan, but your routine at home is not the same routine as work. So you have to set your routine and stick to it, but it doesn't need to look like it would if you were in the office. Right. You have to make a new routine. Yes. I think that's what's hard, too, right? So we're all adjusting to a new way of life, obviously, and, like, this is scary, Everything and that's happening. And we don't happening. know how long this is really going to go and on And we don't know how long it's going to last. Gonna look like but on yeah. top of that, like, this is such a life transition, yeah. right? We were so used to one way of living, right? You wake up at a certain time. You go to work. You know what your day is going to look mm-hmm. like. Now it's a free-for-all, yeah. right? You don't – you are the one who has to – structure what your day is going to look like for the most part you know what i can almost equate this to it's almost like when you 
go through school, right, and you get to the end of college and everything has been laid out for you. You know exactly mm. what your next grade is. You know exactly what you're doing. You know you, you know what's going to happen in college. And you get to the end of college and you're like, oh, shit, I have to <laughs> create this for myself. And it's something you're not used to. Yeah. And so what it is is a transition period. You're transitioning into figuring out what kind of schedule you're going to have, right, and how you're going to structure your day. And so this is all a transition period. And right now, it being Thursday and what we had to shut down on Monday, I think we got shut down on Sunday. So it's only been four days. So in our county, we had everyone set up last week virtual, but then our county closed down asked all essential unessential businesses to close and down Philadelphia on closed down and we so Monday, we had actually had already done it yes. we had like respected yeah yes and so so it's only been about a week yeah and so what, that's a that's the thing a transition I keep thinking about is you know what we're, we're talking about how hard this is going to be it might be really hard to go back oh yeah I mean For I'm some like, of us you're have, loving it Listen, you're so, I'm, you're I'm such introverted. An introvert. <laughs> so such like, an introvert. This is this is this is your jam. My excuse to stay home, like any excuse to stay home, is like really enjoyable mm-hmm. for me. Like I um, have a group text with some of my college friends, and they want to do a like a Zoom happy hour. That sounds amazing. I don't have to leave my couch. My dog can be there. Like I have. That sounds unbelievable to me. Right to like chat. So with like people. this is yeah. Like uh, honestly, I think the hardest thing is going to be going back to like social life where you I actually think, have to meet up with people. I know. I do wonder. Like you know, people are talking about. I don't think life can ever go back to the same way it was. I also think we're learning about how many jobs. About like right. The best meme that you've seen so far is like we're about to find out how many of those meetings could have been an email. Yes. Right. Like, and we're about to find out how many of our jobs can be done more virtually and what that's going to look like. And maybe it's going to make it easier and for a lot of us. And it might make it easier, right? And so, and the thing I have to say, though, is this is so fucking hard with a child. Oh, yeah. Tell me. <laughs> tell me. Because I'm very lucky that I have childcare. I still have a nanny at home because I have a toddler and she isn't, like, I don't have her in school And or she's anything. walking now. Oh, she's walking everywhere, right? I thought, um, like, when, she, I'm so sorry I no, am no, interrupting no. you. I just thought when she took her first steps, like, it would still take a while. I mean, I know nothing about it. No, this. she just fucking zoomed, man. She is Well, my everywhere. child is, she's complete opposite of me and she's very intentional about all of her movement. <laughs> so, like, where I'm like, blah, 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 you know, like, a manic mess. Where she's like, oh, like, let me, like, like, so, like, other kids will start walking and just like crash into stuff she my child knows herself so well and she's so, so intentional nice. she's not me at all <laughs> i'm really hoping it but it saves her years of pain you have a good understanding of your body now that you're trying uh, to detect whether you have coronavirus <laughs> no, kind of i'm too in tune right. my body now so okay so like one of the hardest stuff for me is like so yes i'm super lucky i'm still i'm able to virtually walk from home and have my nanny there but my daughter doesn't understand right that because I'm there doesn't mean I'm there to be with her, right? So if I walk, if I come downstairs to grab water or something in between my sessions and she sees me, it's a whole thing to then separate that Mm -hmm. and like leave again. So this is very, very difficult. And I'm also incredibly privileged to have a nanny. A lot of people have their kids at home right now are expected to work. And we have to stop treating moms at work like they don't have kids and we have to stop treating moms at home if they don't have work i mean you know like it's it's just a ridiculous situation to be in and i think a lot of our expectations for employees i mean this is going to have to change us in some of our ways as a society our expectations change a lot of businesses too right like this is hope this is you know hopefully a time for a lot of businesses to show empathy and see everyone as whole individuals yeah right because if we're at home, we have a lot of distractions, yeah. right? There's a lot going on. We have kids. We have spouses. We have animals we have to take care of who are climbing yeah. all over us. How happy are your pets at your home, though? Thrilled. Right. I think a lot of people's pets are very also, happy. Also, my husband is so happy your, at home. Your husband's so happy. Thrilled. Yes. I was going to say, like, how you go downstairs and see your daughter. That's your husband. She, yeah, he's, like, thrilled. He's like, oh, you're going to help me clean now? And I'm like, I don't know. <laughs> I should go back you're like, yeah. I have another session. You're like, oh, my goodness, what I a mistake. Know, yeah. right? <laughs> so, so yeah, I think you're, you're right in that, like, life maybe will not go back to the way it was, and maybe that's okay. I think it has to be. Yeah. All of this has to be okay because we don't have a choice here. 
It's a transition. It's yeah. a transition that no one was expecting. And look, everyone's adjusting, right? It's not easy. Yeah. Um, but it's... But it is. I, I mean, there is a beauty in some of the stuff that's happened of the way people are rounding together. But I do think it's the beginning. I think more people are going to get laid off and more people are going to lose their yeah. jobs. And I think that's pretty scary. Of course. And I think there is such a scarcity mindset that can come from this. And if you haven't... There's a phenomenal... I think I've talked about this on another episode. I'm going to say it anyway. Say it anyway. Um... It's a great episode of Hidden Brain about this. If you ever listen to the podcast, Hidden Brain, it's fabulous. It's, it's an NPR one. Um, and they, there's a great episode about tunnel vision. And what that is, is like when we get into a tunnel vision, whether it's we're restricting with food or we, we become obsessed with something. So if we have this scarcity mindset, we become obsessed with it. Mm-hmm. Right? It's the same. It's, and it's exactly like it leads from restricting leads to binging. But the same thing, it can lead to hoarding of toilet paper or hand sanitizer. Some of these things you people have been so doing, on it. you get so obsessed. And I do think we have a bit of a tunnel vision right now. It's happening. And that's because, like, we're, we're wired and programmed for fear. Mm-hmm. So, you know, it's normal to be anxious right now. It's normal to be fearful right now. And what we have to be implementing is having so much more for compassion. Well, I think, too, something to ask yourself is, like, what are the other times in your life that you have gone through a transition? Obviously, it has not been a transition like this. Right. Like this is right. No one's experienced this before. Um, But what are some other times you've gone through transitions and how did you deal with it? How Mm -hmm. did you get through it? Because if you look at it, is this is something you're just going to have to adjust to. Yeah. Right. And it's it's pushing everyone to adjust. Once again, the good thing is that everyone is going through this together. Right. Everyone's experiencing it in different ways. And of course, it's going to hit some people harder than others. But everyone is going through a transition at the same time. Yeah. Which is so rare. I mean, it's it's such a unique situation, which brings up this idea of, like, how do we have, like, social connection with social distancing? And uh, you just talked about a great thing, like, so doing a happy hour. But what about people who don't have those connections? You have friends. You have some good, solid friends Mm -hmm. in your life. Not everyone has that. But I've seen a beautiful amount of virtual groups being put up some free virtual groups i've seen people do i have seen other people reaching out um if there are people in your life i think everyone's looking for some type of connection right now yes right it's a great time to write a letter to someone yeah to uh, reach out to them to get some facetime interactions are and i think the thing that so many of us talking about especially you know the the main demographic that listens to this podcast is women ages 25 to 40 mm-hmm. that's like when we do our little research that's who we know is listening that's also the population that's pretty worried about their parents yeah it's i mean it's a scary thing it brings up a lot of fear that a lot of us don't want to think about is mortality yeah it's right? mortality yeah, none and, of us and, want to think about this right and our parents mortality and you know it's a scary thing to think about and so you know, when we talk about social connection, that like just because we're having this social distancing doesn't mean we need to emotionally disconnect from mm-hmm. people. It's even, actually, if it, even if it feels safer. It's actually so essential right now to, to be emotionally yeah. connect with people because it's a scary thing. Everyone's going through it. And to have that emotional connection is so important. And you know what's nice? I'm even seeing that, you know, when you're on the – when I'm walking my dog in Philly – Everyone is so friendly on the streets mm. right now. But six feet apart. Six feet apart, right. <laughs> people people will wave instead of being like, hey. Like I saw someone I knew the other day walking their dog. Instead of being like, hey, how are you? Like real close. We were like, hey. <laughs> how you doing? This is crazy, right? Right? Like, but, every, but, but people are much friendlier on the streets. Like much more willing to talk to yeah. strangers. Much more willing to connect with them. Because everyone is going through the same thing. And we all have at least one thing to talk about right now right and it's we not the damn weather something in common <laughs> right right where the weather used to be what we had in common we'd be like ah it's rainy today but even <laughs> with the weather it didn't connect the entire world no right and this is the one thing that's actually connecting the entire world it's yeah. a pandemic yeah and so so really staying connected to your loved ones is so important can body. i admit something Please. i don't when you keep we keep saying pandemic i don't actually know what that means I believe pandemic is like <laughs> encompasses the whole world. Is that so? It's just like everyone, everyone, yeah. I genuinely, pan, don't know pan what that means. is okay, everyone. It. It's a disease epidemic that is spread across a large regions. For instance, multiple continents or worldwide, there a widespread right, yeah. endemic disease with a stable number of infected people. 
is not a pandemic. Further, flu pandemics generally exclude recurrences <laughs> of seasonal flu. And good news is Wikipedia is not shut down, everyone. <laughs> Thank God. Right? Right? Also, I don't know if Wikipedia is Wikipedia the best source. I actually don't know. Right? I don't know. <laughs> I, don't know. I don't know. Give us some grace We're right just now. Doing our damn best. Okay? We're doing our best over here. We got just a lot. like all of you. We got a lot. <laughs> So that, right, so it's everyone, affects everyone, a large region of people. Okay. So it's connecting so many people. So yeah, so so do some of the stuff, right? So connect with others. But let's talk a little bit about like coping with some of this health anxiety. Let's do it. Right. Okay. I'm ready. It's, like we said before, we are not infectious disease specialists. We're not going to talk about the medical part. We're going to talk about the anxiety and the thought process And we also, we can't tell you what's going to happen. I think I everyone wish we could. Though. I know. I think, but I think How a lot cool of if we knew this. I know. Yeah. That's like in therapy when people are like, "Can you just like tell me what's going to happen?" I tell my clients all the time. I'm like, "Listen, if I get a magic wand, you're the first person I'm calling. Of course, like, if I could take away your grief, your pain. If I could sit here, every person listening, and take away their anxiety. What a lovely little right. Treat. I wish I. I wish that we could be like, listen, this is what's going to happen, and like, what we can say is like, you're going to work through this in some way. In some and way. Also, if people are telling you right like trying to like snake you know what's that called like a snake oil salesman like they tell you like this oh. is the cure-all uh, um essential oils elderberry you know <laughs> like so, like different oils. things like that's not gonna cure all of this it's great if that gives you self-soothing and it makes you feel good but anyone who's saying they have a cure for this right now like that's no, please, no. yeah i mean people are scamming people which always happens people take advantage of because well, also people are losing money of so people are losing money and so they're finding more ways to scam people yeah Oh God, we're 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 too, sorry. We took a dark turn. <laughs> <This is> gonna, <laughs> really sorry. This is all anxiety. Okay, we now don't know what's happening. All right, so let's let's go back to coping with health anxiety because maybe some of you have felt this before, right? Like like before COVID nineteen happened, all this. Maybe there's been times in your life, right? Like Jen, you yes. you have had anxiety, a certain a good amount of fainting anxiety. Oh my God, yeah. Okay, so here's a little secret is that I have fainted a ton. Yeah. And so I have anxiety surrounding fainting. I don't know if it's around health. I guess if I hear about blood. Um, I've, yeah. I, I actually tried to give a presentation in grad school once. And she had to leave the room. I had to leave the room. And when we first started the practice. I was almost passing out. You were, you were going through a tough time in your life. You hadn't met Bill yet. You were in this transition yeah. period. You were feeling a little bit lost. Also, being a new therapist is, is a And lot. being a new therapist was hard. And um, you there was, like, multiple sessions you had to walk out of and go lay on the ground and come yeah, back. Yeah, I was saying. What yeah. did you say to the clients? I don't remember. I think I, I think I was very honest about it. Yeah. But And we talked about it after. You know, yeah, you, like, yeah, process yeah, through yeah. it after. Because we're human. We're totally human. We're human. It happens. Um, but yeah, anxiety. So here's the thing about anxiety. A lot of the clients I'm talking to who have had health anxiety surrounding this yeah. feel very validated. Yeah. Like, it's still scary, right? Yeah. But they feel like, okay, like everyone wants to be like, I told you so. <laughs> right? Like, this is their I told you so yes. moment. To be like, yeah, it's spreading across the world. I had this anxiety for a reason. Yeah, Whereas yeah. they're like, a lot of the times, especially in the healthcare system, their health anxiety isn't always validated, mm-hmm, right? Mm-hmm. And so, like, they have felt this, and they're finally being validated. So that's nice for them. So that's interesting. That's a win. It is. Yeah, that's a nice little so, win there. But, but the fact of the matter is so many more people are feeling anxiety than yeah. they usually do, right? Like, your anxiety is heightened now. So the first thing you want to do is slow down your thoughts. It's really easy for things to become, uh, like, just a shit show spiral (laughs) and so so one of the ways to do that is to recognize what you're thinking yeah what we call that is meta thinking you're thinking about your own thoughts right i know that's Mm -hmm. a total mind fuck i said it again i love it (laughs) yeah (laughs) (laughs) um but to really think about your own thoughts like what am i thinking right now and that let me just say when you're feeling anxious that's a very hard thing to do because your thoughts are happening so quickly Right? It's easier to do when you're feeling sad or depressed because your thoughts are so much slower. Mm-hmm. When your thoughts are amped up, it's much more difficult to do this. But it's so important you take a minute to say, okay, what am I thinking right now? How are my thoughts affecting me? Yeah. Right? And that's something. Here's the thing. The more you practice this, the more you can take this into life after all of this. Absolutely. Because other things will happen in life that you're going to need these skills for. And it's a great time to work through some of these skills. Right. And so when you think about your own thoughts to ask yourself, am I thinking with my emotional brain or my rational brain? Mm-hmm. Right. It are, is my emotional brain telling me that all of these things are going to happen without me having evi- any evidence yeah. 
of it. And the fact of the matter is your brain is trying to protect you. Yeah. So here's an example. Yeah, ready? ready? Okay. So before this podcast, I walk and I say to Jenna, God, I really don't feel well. Like I'm feeling kind of hot and like anxious. And in my emotional when I'm like, this is it. I got it, right? <laughs> now, rationally, what I also knew was I hadn't drank any water today. I hadn't eaten anything today. Um, I was feeling sort of anxious and overwhelmed and, you know, some things that are having like, like worrying about like my husband going to work. And then we got some food. Got some tacos. We got some tacos. I drank s- some water and I felt better. And now I feel completely fine. It's so, interesting, like how different. I felt completely fine. And I was literally panicked. I mean, internally panicking. She like this. whispered it to me. Like think about <laughs> Emily whispering. She was like, never happens. I don't feel so good. <laughs> I was like, oh, God. Oh, my God. She's talking quiet. She's it's, talking quiet. Something something's bad. Is that a – that's a piece of corona. That's oh, – if I talk quieter. Quiet. <laughs> that happens for me. So, all right. It's okay. So, like, am I thinking of my emotional, my rational brain? You know, like, to say to yourself, I don't have complete control here, but what can I control? I can control that I have some water. I have some vitamin C that I eat today. Like, these are all reasonable things that you can control and take care of. Eat during this time. Now is not the time to be focusing on weight loss. Right? Like, take care of yes, yourself. your body. Your body Abs- needs food. Absolutely. absolutely. And so another thing that I think is so important to mention is to ask yourself, are my symptoms of anxiety – Mimicking. Ma- mimicking the symptoms of coronavirus, right? So, like shortness of breath. That's anxiety. That is can be anxiety. Ang- right, right. And so, like Feeling shortness overheated. of breath is Feeling all- hot. Yes. That's it can be anxiety yes. as well. I mean, all of them. Yes. And right. so, like, so if you start feeling shortness of breath, ask yourself, is this coming from anxiety? Yeah. And hopefully soon there'll be like lots of testing centers for us to all be able to just, you know, pull up and test. But like that's just not really how it is at this exact moment as we record on March 19th. Hopefully, when this goes live on Monday, it will be. Hopefully. Right, that'd be cool. Um, okay, so I wish so. So if I starting to have some of these symptoms, if I take the time to do a ten minute meditation, grounding exercises, um, jumping jacks, talk to a girlfriend, jumping jacks, uh, yeah, you know I love my jumping jacks. You do. Um, hug my dog, whatever. Do I still feel the same way? If I've had water, if I've had something to eat, right? Like, how do I calm myself down and use that rational brain? And here's what a great tip to do. I want you to think about yourself as you're like a teacher talking to a student. To say to yourself, well, honey, did you eat something? Did you drink something? Such to like nice, meet you, you are a nice teacher to yourself. I know. To like meet your inner child who's feeling really scared right now with compassion and grace. To allow yourself to feel anxious right now. Right? Like this shit is anxiety producing. Well, because here's another thing about anxiety. What happens when you tell yourself to stop feeling anxious? You feel more anxious, yes. <laughs> right? Right. Like telling yourself to stop feeling something actually makes it way worse. Mm-hmm. And so what would you want from a partner? What would you want from someone else? You would not want them to tell you to stop feeling how you feel, yeah. right? Like that's just invalidating. Um, and so to tell yourself to stop feeling what you're feeling is just going to make you feel even worse. We're going to start, a few people had written in about some things they'd really like us to address. And one of the things we talked about was managing panic attacks. Um, so I'm going to do a quick exercise and we'll talk a little bit about, you know, sometimes anxiety attacks, doing certain things like breathing like doesn't work. And Jen will get into that. But I'm going to just do like two quick tips to help you. So the first one's box breathing. You can Google this if it doesn't, like, you don't seem to be able to understand it. But basically what it is, is you're going to breathe in for four, hold for four, breathe out for four, and then rest for four. And I want you to imagine you're moving in the shape of a box. I know this is. So imagine moving your head up, one, two, three, four, and then over, one, two, three, four, and then out, one, two, three, four, and across, one, two, three, four, which I know is confusing, so you're going to have to Google something. But that's a great breathing exercise because people are always like, take deep breaths. And you're like, well, how long? What do I do? So it gives you something to focus on. Another great one is I want you to think about is a grounding technique is um, I want you to go with your senses. So right now in your room, I want you to tell me five things you can see, four things you can feel, three things you can hear, two things you can smell, and one thing you can taste. These are great. Go with your senses. If you're feeling highly anxious, think about, do I have something that's soothing to look at, something that's soothing to smell, something that's soothing to taste? Um, All of these things are really great. So those are two quick tips. But we have to be honest. Sometimes it doesn't work. So if it doesn't work, here's something I want you to really think about. Because sometimes panic panic attacks turns into the fear of having the panic attack. So it's completely cyclical. So let me ask you a question. What's going to happen if you just allow yourself to have the panic attack? 
it's going to feel bad. It's not going to be fun. You might have to cry it out a little bit. But the tough thing is that when we try to not have the panic attack, when we try to keep ourselves from feeling what we're feeling, it actually gets way worse, gets more intense, and it lasts for longer. So if you say to yourself, okay, what's the worst that's going to happen if I have this panic attack, right? Like, what's going to happen? I'm not going to die. I'm just going to feel pretty bad for a little bit. And And have like an emotional hangover. Have an emotional hangover. It won't be great. Yeah. won't be fun, but you will not die. But how much sucks? A lot of stuff. Exactly. So you will work through it. So that's a question to ask yourself. What's the worst that's going to happen from this, right? And is it something I will work through? It's not going to feel good, but you will get through it. Yeah. Okay, so somebody asks, um, how do you prevent your anxiety as you learn to control it, as I've been working on, from triggering your spouses? Oh, this is a hard one. But it's actually a really good one. Because one of the things is, as we work to control it, it isn't our job, actually, for our shit to not trigger my spouses. That's your spouse's job. That's your spouse's job. So what that means is the open communication with your spouse. Here's how I see my anxiety coming. How do you see yours? And if we both are working individually... It should work within the system. To have the conversation too when it's not happening, right? Yes. Like, to, yeah, to, you can't do this while you're right. fucking Don't do it anxious. while you're both anxious. You're like, why so, you don't have your shit together? I have my shit together. That's, so like, that's honestly a fight that happened so in my to, kitchen like a week ago. <laughs> I was like, why did that sound right? <laughs> I was like, where's so that coming from? <laughs> so to be able to say, separate from when you're both having anxiety, hey, this is what happens to me when I feel anxious. What happens to you? How can we handle this? When you start feeling anxious, this is how I'm going to go about it because it starts to trigger my anxiety anxiety which will just make it worse for you i will have difficult time being there for you if i don't take care of myself in those moments so to have those conversations this goes for anxiety this goes for any sort of communication in your relationship too do not have these conversations when you're in the midst of your emotion because you will not be able to have a productive conversation in it any other questions yes balancing social media while being informed while not being completely depressed Great you question. have to stay off. If you have, and I think certain fees are doing a much better job about this of like trying to balance content with not just. I think a lot of people right now are worried about like minimizing this, so like they feel bad putting non-coronavirus stuff up. We have to have a mixture. You have to have some type of normalcy. You need to be distracted. A Absolutely bit too. right. So I think you can say like maybe I have to limit the time I'm spending on social media. Maybe I have to limit some of the feeds that I'm following. And how do I um, have a break in between? So if I'm feeling myself too, like I know for me, like I have to, I, it's very hard for me to put my phone out and it's very hard for me to not anxiously scroll. So I have to leave my phone in the other room. Yeah. Like when I am with my daughter, like playing and like watching a movie, like I cannot have my phone with me, which sometimes sucks. And right now it feels like I should have my phone attached to me, but I, I'm in my house I'm safe with my family. Uh, you know, they're not going to change the guidelines to like, you must leave your house right now. <laughs> okay, so let me ask you a question. If they I do, think, man, I'm just going to come think, back and bite me. <laughs> I, think, I think a lot of people are feeling this. Like, what makes you feel like you should have your phone with you? Because I think so many because people I'm gonna miss something right because if because if I don't what if something happens or some new rule comes out or they tell us the cure and it is that elderberry that I didn't buy right. from some <laughs> elderberry wine <laughs> from the mommy influencer. So, so I think right? that's so important is like why do we feel like we should get all the information immediately and what if you do miss something? Like and what? here's the thing, I'm gonna still check my phone in 30 minutes. So exactly. if I miss something, I'm gonna hear it 30 minutes Ex- later. Exactly. It will be fine. Like, but it's like hard to remember that. Right? Because you're gonna be blindsided by something no matter what it doesn't matter if you're checking it now or checking it 30 minutes later absolutely so so i think part of this too is instead of mindless scrolling we're doing mindful scrolling yes right so like what are the things that are affecting me what are the things that are increasing my anxiety yeah and are there are there people i can unfollow yeah our favorite thing to say we love unfollowing people we do we do and jen and i do this like and and like we look like assholes we know people that have actually gotten mad at us for unfollowing them but but it's not because we don't like you well sometimes we don't but it just affects it (laughs) but it but that's sometimes i disagree with shit you put on the internet but i so i was like i don't want to see it i'm allowed to do that absolutely but that's our own personal feeling yeah it doesn't mean anything about you doesn't mean something negative about you Mm -hmm. rejection is not personal to you But it's a choice that we have to make in order to take care of ourselves. Absolutely. All right. So um, we don't know how many more episodes we'll do about this. If you guys want more episodes about it, we'll 100% do it. Shoot into our DMs. We're trying to kind of balance this all out. Just like every other person putting up content, 
we want to do what's right for everyone so we're gonna have to figure this out as we go so i'm not gonna tell you the topic for next week because i don't know what it is we if don't I'm being know honest um but flying we'll by the seat of our pants over here but personal versus professional Hey. Oh my god, I thought we were skipping this this week. Well, I think it's an easy one to do. We'll ask both of us. Here's the question. Oh god, I'm ready. Let's say a viral pandemic happens in your country. God, that's good. This feels very Doesn't real. Doesn't this feel like something? God, personal. so weird. How'd you come up with personal this Personal versus professional. I can go first. Please. Personal, I flip out. I mean, I'm anxious. I'm freaking. I'm fighting with my husband because that's me. And then I tone it down. But that's like exactly what happened. I mean, I don't know if you were fighting with your husband, but like yeah. you were very anxious at first. I was really, really anxious. I get, to, I mean, I get, I can also, guys, a little secret about me. I can go down the conspiracy theory rabbit hole faster than you know what. <laughs> I really can do it. Um, so for me, high anxiety, which looks like I've talked about before, for me, irritability and anger, fighting with my husband, being disconnected from my daughter, disconnected from myself. Um, professionally, and what I did do, I actually did take my own advice after toning it down, was I disconnected. I took t- um, 12 hours of, like, really, really reduced social media, really, and I, like, if I saw something that was triggering, I kept scrolling and, did like, didn't let it affect me. Um, I let myself, you know, I clean my house every single night because I, I'm... You do that anyway, though, right? No, no, no. I didn't this I, on Monday. Oh, really? I said I'm going to leave the house messy. Wow. And it was fine. And then I did. I just admitted this to Nikki, which I am so embarrassed to admit on air, but I'm going to say it just to normalize everything. I am like sort of like you know me. I'm like pretty into the environment. Like yes. we're big composters, yeah. and we don't like single use stuff. I used paper plates the other night because I just could not do. I know, and you know, I never do that. I know. I could not do one more goddamn dish. I needed a break. So I had to do it. It was too much for you. It was too much. I mean, I don't know about anyone else, but how much are you guys all running your dishwashers? I've never done this many dishes in my life. I never ate at home this much. We're saving so much money. Also, yeah, we have, Elsa, you have so much, like my house is so clean because I have so much time to clean. Mm -hmm. And I'm just like, what else am I going to do with myself? Well, so I do the opposite. I let myself go a little bit. This is, well, it's interesting because we switch, right? Because like, that's usually you. But like, yeah, you're clean. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, I have like so much more time on my hands. Yeah. So I had to let it go. All right. So that's my personal versus professional. Well, you didn't say what oh, wait. did you say well, professional? No. Well, so professional, I, I took my advice. I got off social media. Oh. I reconnected with myself and with my family. I gave myself and my husband way more grace and compassion. And I think that's what I did. I love that. Thank you, Jen. Okay. So personally. You're up, duck. I think I would more so avoid things like I you like never to do. I just like try. I think you know personally, I'm trying to try to push things away. I think too, in order to do our jobs, that because I'm prone to anxiety, that in order for me to like do my job, I have to somewhat separate myself from my own anxiety in order to take care of other people. And so I think my initial reaction to things that are, you know, very ridden with anxiety is to like separate myself from them. And so, but then over time, as I can't help but read more information, I process through my own anxiety surrounding it. And once again, remind myself that I only have so much control over this. I think that's one thing that's really helpful for me is to, is to release the anxiety. And Absolutely. that's something that's been really helpful for me. Yeah. So that's it, guys. Hey, listen. Thank you for listening. Thank you for listening. We're thinking of you all. If anyone needs extra support, Jed and I are starting this online virtual support group. We're going to put the information up on our Instagram. Um, you can also, um, if you're interested, write into our email address. Contact at WC Therapy Group. Oh, no. <laughs> I was like, wait a second. We got a You can new- also do that one, but what you should do is hello at shrinkchicks.com. Yes. And um, if you're interested, we can add you to the support group. We can give you all the information. Um, it's virtual, so it can be from anywhere. Yeah. Um, and it's HIPAA compliant. We just we just want to check in with you guys. Just want to check in, make sure, and give everyone um, any support, any they, support need. they need to feel like they have a community. Absolutely. So we're thinking of you all. If you need any support, you reach on out. Take care of yourself. Take care of others around you and be well. We love you. Love you.